On today's episode of the State of the League podcast, I'm joined by Blake and Erica as we discuss the Dallas Mavericks end of season awards and who we believe will make the eighth seed. We also talk a little bit about why gentlemen's clubs are called gentlemen's clubs and not something else. Hope you enjoy. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of the State of the League podcast. Today, I am joined by Blake Combs. Say hello to everyone, Blake. Hey, guys. And also, Erica. Hello. This is Erica's second time on the pod. Uh, we did one about a year ago before the season started. Um, but anyways, we'll, we're going to talk about the Mavs a little bit and their chances in the bubble and what we think will be a good playoff matchup for them. Um, first things first, I, I, and I asked Grant this earlier on a pod. I, I think you guys, um, are you guys, is there a dish at any restaurant named after you? Just want to get that out of the way real quick. What? Yeah. Does any yeah. restaurant have any wings or anything named after you? There's wow. a, yeah. No, there's a couple of strip clubs where I have my jersey retired and I have dishes named after <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. Is it wings? Uh, It's wings at one place and an actual steak at another. I have a steak. I, I question the quality of strippers they have down in Elk Snort, Texas. <laughs> i didn't even know they had them there honestly they but they don't that's that's neither here nor there though do, do they have gentlemen's clubs there no they definitely don't they don't <laughs> we, barely, we barely have roads in elkhart texas okay hey okay so time out why do they call them gentlemen's clubs <laughs> this is so off topic it's it's uh it's a more politically correct and delicate way of saying a titty bar i guess i mean uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my okay never mind <laughs> That's, never mind my mom is not gonna want to listen to this okay anyways yeah blake you ruined it i was asking a genuine question i, I no, i was i've always been wondering why they call it a gentleman's club i gave a genuine answer okay all right um oh <laughs> okay so anyways we're gonna talk about um First of all, we play the Rockets uh, first game, um, and then we play the Suns on the second, and then we play the Kings, the Clippers, the Bucks, the Jazz, the Blazers, and then the Suns again. Um, those are all like two days apart. There is a back-to-back. That's the Jazz and the Blazers. Um, do y'all have I any predictions? Oh, I know. It sucks. I predict that we lose the back-to-back because I hate them. <laughs> Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a team, and I want like in order, and I want you guys to chime in and tell me if you think we're gonna win or lose that game. So the first game Friday against the Rockets. Win. Win. I'm just gonna go with Blake. Okay, I think it's a. I, th- I think um, it can go either way. Honestly, I mean, duh, any any game can go either way. I think it's a win. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say I think it's a win. I don't know if P.J. Tucker is going to be able to hold KP. Um, okay. and I don't know if that lineup is going to work well. We've already seen how that, how that goes when that lineup tries to defend KP. I just, like, I wonder how well, how well the scrimmages helped them get back into, like, peak performance. Yeah. The, I think in the scrimmages, for the most part, I feel like the Mavs, when their starters were on the floor, I feel like we looked pretty good. 
Now, there are some stretches, um, like the beginning of the third quarter, and like every single scrimmage game that we look kind of bad. But other than that, I think... quarters are absolutely awful. Yeah, it's like... That's like vintage Mav. Like, bad third quarter. It's their Achilles heel. Good to see they're keeping the tradition going. No, I actually... (laughs) I've been pleasantly... Very pleasantly surprised by the quality of basketball overall by all teams that I've seen. Honestly, I, I, it's considering this is technically the you know the preseason for all intents and purposes. This is far better basketball being played than you would normally see in you know preseason games. I mean, uh, I've been uh, I've been pleasantly surprised personally. Yeah, I have too, and I have actually. I don't know if it's just because we've had a lack of sports for so long, but I mean, I've been very excited oh about God, watching yes, any scrimmage that game. First game. That first game, I was, I was so freaking happy to watch us play a real game again. I was just sitting on the couch, absolutely giddy that I got to watch Luca freaking throw around a basketball against another basketball team. And it was the Lakers at that. And we won. Yeah. And, and we won. It was great. Yeah. So like can we talk? Gosh, we, were, we were resorting to watching cricket at one point. So, I mean. <laughs> I will say this about the quarantine or about, like, all the uh, sports being canceled is I've actually became a, a soccer fan in that time because that's, like, the only sport that was going on for a long time. And You're, you're like Spurs, right? The Spurs? Yeah. I love the Spurs right. now. I have a, I have a jersey in my closet. Another jersey on the way. You have a sun jersey. Yeah. Well, I have one. So, I ordered one, and I, I wear an XL and everything. I'm like six foot four and a half, and I'm kind of a big guy. So, I order. I wear an XL and everything. Like I know what size shirt I wear, right? And so, so I ordered. I ordered. No, no, not because I'm muscular or anything like that, Blake. Um, <laughs> I uh, I ordered a I ordered a jersey. And they sent it to me, and it was like, like you saw the pictures. It was like three or four sizes too small. Like, it was if I would, like I'm not muscular by any means, but if I were to flex, I would just coming out of that shirt. It was like, <laughs> that is a that is a flex. No, so I ordered another one, and it's apparently on the way now because I told him like, look, you guys sent me the wrong freaking jersey. This is not an XL. Like I, I promise you, and they asked for pictures of me in the jersey so they could determine <laughs> if it was too small or not. But anyways, yeah. So that's my long tangent on becoming a Spurs fan. Uh, I'm a little disappointed that I didn't take advantage of the quarantine and uh, broaden my sports horizons. I just kind of shut off from the sports world. I was like, eh, no basketball. So soccer actually took over my second. Like, football would be my second favorite sport, but like soccer took that second place i actually enjoy watching soccer. i always soccer really like soccer like so football's FIFA? your second yes yeah no soccer i enjoyed soccer was always one of those sports that i enjoyed playing um, a much greater deal than i enjoyed watching um i still love playing soccer that you know rare the rare times that i have enough people together to, to do it um it's a fantastically fun sport to play i i just still personally that just don't really get a lot of joy out of out of watching it that's just me I, but yeah i i agree 
Um, so, anyways, on back on topic with the scrimmages, can we talk about Antonius Cleveland for a second? I yes. am an Antonius Cleveland fan. I have always been an Antonius Cleveland fan. Will always be an Antonius Cleveland fan. He looked great. I mean, he's like the reason he we. Is, yeah. He's the reason we won that game. And who was then it that JJ... tweeted? Who was it that tweeted? I I give this. I think it was um, House Mavericks that said I credit this win to the Texas Legends. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I mean they all played well, and then. J.J. Barea finally found some yeah. ounce of basketball yeah. talent again. He's not done. I felt so He's bad about done. him. He's not done. Blake, you rid him off so easily. That is a lie. I, I've always believed in J.J. That's my boy. Don't slander me on here. Well, this is the J.J. Barea farewell tour. I, I hate to uh, break it to you. Let's let's not go I down. Thought, I mean, hey, I thought it was going to be his farewell tour after he had his he tore his Achilles. I thought he was not going to come back. Yeah, yeah, I worried that same thing. Um, <laughs> real quick though, back to the Antonius Cleveland thing. Uh, he looked great. Uh, his new nickname is Antonius Corey Brewer Cleveland. Eleven <laughs> <laughs> Corey Brewer. Um, the guy though that. I love every single time he's on the court, he does something amazing. Josh Reeves. I wish they would give that man a roster spot and give him minutes. I've been enamored with that dude ever since. Um, okay, Blake, replace him uh, with who? It, Justin, Justin Jackson. Give him all <laughs> Just, of Justin. That's what I thought you were going to say. Give him all of Justin Jackson's oh, minutes. He has a nice floater. Rick didn't lie about that, but, you know. Yeah. Give him uh, all. Wolfon's minutes, maybe. Justin Jackson Island is looking pretty lonesome right now. Josh is giving it away for free. Yeah, I, I, I gave away my, my land on Justin Jackson Island. I mean, he missed some easy layups. Oh, trade and... for a sack of potatoes. <laughs> His defense is su- suspect. I mean, I don't know. I, I hate to say it because he does seem like a super nice guy and, you know, we're yeah, fans. No, totally. but... It's like when really nice people are really bad players. Well, to me, yeah. it's more frustration with him because he's not a bum. But not that there's any bum in the NBA. I mean, it, you know, the worst guy would drop 50 on any of us. But um, he's, I mean, he's very talented. He has a fantastic floater. He's a great slasher and, and cutter. It's, I don't know. He's just so incredibly but inconsistent. That missed layup the other yeah. night, that was just infuriating. <laughs> it was like that that he does way too often and really bad on defense i i don't know it, the bad very much outweighs the potential with them right now and, it, and it's just frustrating sometimes those wide open bunnies are are harder to make though i'm I'll, i'm not trying to be funny but sometimes no, like, i was if you're that talking open, about the layup yeah no that's what i'm saying oh. like some of those sometimes like those easy layups are some of the hardest oh and that's and that's true i mean uh, you're you're not wrong about that especially after you know a teammate makes one of the most bonker passes of the season to you, and then you feel <laughs> the pressure to the pressure to make it. I've been there myself. It's not not fun. It blows yeah. that. Okay, so moving on, uh, we talked about the Rockets. We think that it's going to be a win. Um, the Suns may or may not have Kelly Oubre. Uh, do you think oh, that's a win or a man. loss? About Kelly uh, Oubre, you bring the. <laughs> Hotness scale. No, I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> you still have Rubio. Yes. 
Yeah, Rubio. That's a, a very nice looking team. I think that um, t- that should be an easy W, but uh, since last season, since the start of yeah. the season, the Suns have given us fits. a lot. Of, and yeah. uh, so I, they actually are one of those. Every year, there's one or two uh, teams at the bottom of the league that give your team trouble. And and they're they're one of them this year. I was just... at the game that we lost like like 130 to 100. Oh, it was terrible. Oh, I forgot about that. That was awful. That was a terrible game to be at. I speaking. Go ahead, Josh. No, I was saying speaking of uh, teams in the bottom of the standings that have our number. Did you were you referring to the Knicks as well? I was at the Knicks game as well. Oof, Erica, you're bad luck. <laughs> Don't go to any more Mavs games. Please. Please. Hey, now that they're in the bubble and you can't go, they're probably going to go undefeated. Actually, no, I rallied up all 15 or 16 games, and I have a winning record at going to Mavs games. So, I'm good luck. Okay, well. Just don't go to any Sunday uh, Knicks games. Yeah. <laughs> okay, um, so... So, to ahead. answer the question, I... Just based off how kind of back and forth the Mavs have been this season, and this is a continuation of the season, I'm actually going to say that's a loss as much as I hate Ooh. to say it. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right, so the next game on August 4th is against the Sacramento Kings. That's a when, W. Win. Definitely win. They're okay. missing, like, every important player. Unless some miracle happens, I think that should be a win. Okay. I... I genuine, genuinely believe that just the sight of Luca completely <laughs> that entire franchise at this point. Like anyone associated with that franchise, when they see Luca, they just kind of the name get... Luca strikes fear in their hearts. Yeah, more of suicidal depression, I think. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, and and Bagley's not even going to be playing, so yeah. That sucks. Anyway, okay, so next game, August 6th, uh, Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, I, have, I have an L. I'm lost, sorry. I'm, I'm going to say a W because we've lost to them the other two games this year. I don't – I think the Mavs are too good to get swept. Um, even by a team as good as L.A., I, I think they'll step up to the challenge. I really do. I think that's a W. Oof, man, I hope so. They have just so, so I mean, many, I feel like, like it should be a loss unless there's like someone's injured or someone's out or I don't know, Kawhi's on the on the bench. Yeah, I'm I'm it's a little bit of wishful thinking on my part, uh, to be totally honest. I Yeah. Cuz if we have to face them in the playoffs, I want us to have some belief that we can actually beat them. <laughs> right, yeah. not just That's get fair. swept. Yeah. So Okay, so now we have the Bucks on August eighth. Uh, Depends on how well KP plays. KP's the X factor. Yes. Like, um, it <laughs> it it depends on if we can repeat the defensive effort that we had the last time we played them. That well, was that's the, what I just said. Was, it depends on KP. 
Well, I mean, yeah, KP was huge in that one, and so was Maxi, and the, the, really the whole team defensive effort. I think that was our best defensive performance. That game was that game was awesome. Um, that was a fantastic game. Uh, I'm gonna say L though. I don't see us beating Milwaukee twice. I, I just don't. Okay, uh, Erica. Uh, L or W? I I I I want to say W, but I mean it depends on on KP and our our defensive efforts, like Blake said. Okay, so I'm gonna put W slash L. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Next, tie. Next tie. <laughs> tie. Yeah. Draw. Uh, okay, August tenth, we play against the Jazz. Oof. Um, they've been a little bit of a rough matchup for us too, but I think the Jazz are toast, dude. I, I'm I'm saying that's a W. I I think that them missing Bogdanovich is a huge, huge deal, like a legitimately massive deal. Um, and I think the chemistry issues. Possibly, I mean, I don't know. I'm not Do in the locker. Do they have chemistry issues? Because I'm hearing like either or. Well, yeah, there's, there's, you know, um, conflicting reports, but like Rudy Gobert tried to kill the whole team, so like, <laughs> I, I don't think they're on the best of terms. Um, I don't know. I, I could, like I said, I have obviously no sources, but I know they were on bad terms. Um, I just don't see. I don't know. I don't really see them getting over that. Uh, but more than that, even just the basketball aspect of it, uh, with with Bogdanovich being out, I I think that's a W for us. I think that, you know, they can tell the media that they're happy and they're getting along now. But what Rudy Gobert did was honestly pretty inexcusable and and yeah. just flat out stupid. And maybe they're gonna like stick it out for the rest of the season, but. I just don't see how they actually have good chemistry and how they're going to get along um, at this yeah. point. I mean, that just, like you Starting said, and then not, have, not having Bogdanovich, yeah. Um, I just think that's kind of a lost cause at this point. I mean, and then Conley, too, has been, you know. Pretty rough. Yeah, he's 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 been really, really bad, honestly, compared to his normal self. So I just, I, I agree with you on the win. And Erica, what what's your take on this? Uh, I'm gonna say win. Okay. I feel like we can we we can beat them. Okay, so the next one is the back to back. It's against the Blazers, um, on August the 11th, the game after the Jazz. We we always uh, it seems like for the last shoot I don't even know how many years it seems like every time we play Portland it's a fantastic game it comes down to the wire um which means it could go either way. Um, going to go yeah. into overtime and kill Luca. <laughs> it's it'll be a tough one. I honestly, I'm split on that one. Um, I think it will. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say a L. Actually, I'm gonna say a loss because I think um, Dame and CJ really give us problems, and I think with us being a little short right now at the guard position without Brunson. Um, I know we got Burke to quote unquote replace him. Um, but I think, I, I think they're a little bit of a, of a bad matchup for us. So I'm going to, I'm going to say a L. Okay. Erica. 
L, just because we do really bad on back to backs. In a close I, one, though. That's yeah. Really close. I, actually, I have an and, L as well. And so Blazers give us trouble. So I, I have an L as I have an L as well, and I think uh, who knows what's going to happen, but I I think if KP is still going to be uh, we're gonna, he's going to be on a load management. That back to back is probably going to be one of the games that right. we're going to rest him on on, the, on that back to back. And the last yeah. game is the Suns, eight thirteen. Two days after that is the Suns. W wax. I, I gave win. it against us once, and I'm I'm upset with myself for doing that. So we wax him in the last game. Okay, Erica. Win. All right. Perfect. So, Blake, you have us going, let's see, one, two, three. You have us going five and three with losses to the Blazers, the Bucks, and the Suns. Uh, Erica, you have us going one, two, three, four, five and a half. Uh, <laughs> oh, five and with a half. losses to the Clippers, the Blazers, and maybe the Bucks, depending on how KP does. Right. And I have us with three L's as well Blazers, Bucks, and Clippers. I think that's. And I wasn't even keeping track, of, you know, on any of us of, of the numbers there, but that's about exactly what I'm expecting from the Mavs is five and three over the eight game series. Right. I think, yeah. I think, five hundred would be okay, but disappointing. Um, and of course, anything less than that would be pretty much a disaster. Um, I've, I think five and three is about what we should expect from them. You know, I'd almost say that we're already there's a we'd have to, I don't think there's any position or any scenario at all where I don't think we could go 0 and 8 and not make the playoffs. I think even if we lost every game we're still in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> we like trying not but, to do that. Well, but the thing is, you know, we want to move up in the standings cuz we really don't like Blake said we don't want to play the Clippers. So, if we can at all move up, that would be fantastic. Right. I hope but we're the Mavericks so we probably won't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love that optimism. Uh I, uh, although you're not necessarily wrong, but um, I hope that I'm wrong. I hope we absolutely wax all the poor teams on our schedule and take care of business in those games and then focus on, you know, the, um, the playoff teams. And, you know, six, if we could go six and two, that'd be great. You know, I mean, move up to fifth or even I mean, I, I, if we could, like, hand the Clippers their asses, that would be freaking awesome. That would blow my freaking mind if we could yeah. like if we could beat the clippers i i would say we're <laughs> we're winning the nba finals if we beat the clippers in the first round you <laughs> bet your ass i we would I, that there's nothing that would stop me from saying that we were i, I actually probably go get a tattoo on my bicep of the finals trophy <laughs> like, like, Jason, like Terry. jason terry yeah that yeah. would That'd be some serious 2014 vibes if we beat the Clippers in the first round. We were <laughs> the Juan Blair suspension away from going to the finals. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, we'll get into that. Yeah. Okay. So, talking about the eighth seed and, and playoff matchups. So, Blake, the other, t- the other day we talked about how, and I, I really reiterated this several times, that I thought Portland was going to make um, the eighth seed and beat Memphis out. I have actually changed my mind because I'm looking at their schedule. They play Memphis, Boston, Houston, Denver, the Clippers, the Sixers, the Mavs, and the Nets. They barely that, easy, they easily could go like 
one and seven or two and six in that. Oh my god! Oh, that's a brutal schedule. Yeah, like they they maybe they'll maybe beat Memphis and then they'll I mean for sure beat the Nets I would assume, but those other game Boston, Houston, Denver, Clippers, Sixers, Mavs that's a pretty rough schedule. Did did you have to look up? I, I should have done this just like I should have done it last time. Uh, how the the playing thing works, like how how many games you have to be within the eighth spot and all that all that junk. Um, do y'all know what, what the rules I, are in that? Uh, I I thought it was two, but um, okay, maybe it is two. Said four. Uh, we, I, we can look it up. Okay. See. Only reason I say all that is because despite how much of a absolute freaking slaughterhouse of a schedule Portland has, depending on what that rule is, if they just focus on beating Memphis, and they play Memphis twice, right? Uh, no, they play them once. Oh, once. Okay. Well, if they just beat Memphis in that game, then – you know, depending on what the rules are, I mean, if they just hang around, if they just win a couple more games or whatever, just so they can get into the into the play uh, the play in game, you know, then wouldn't you favor them if they got to that point, if they were able to get to the play in? If they made it to a play in game against Memphis, I would think that they would win. Yeah, see, that's how I feel about it. So I don't know how much, how many of the those eight games they have to win to get to that point, though. That's because I agree with you that they could easily lose, you know, seven out of those eight, and it wouldn't necessarily be surprising. Um, so here, here's the thing, too. So I wrote down the Pelicans' eight games. You know, the Pelicans are right there with them. Here's their schedule. They play the Jazz, the Clippers, the Grizzlies, the Kings, the Wizards, the Spurs, the Kings and the Magic. <laughs> oh God! That's, so that's a that's they lopsided. <laughs> if if they're healthy, and and Zion plays all those games, the Jazz maybe they lose. I mean they they could beat the Jazz like we talked about how weak the Jazz are probably going to be. Um, the Clippers that's probably a loss, but I would think at full health they'd be able to beat. They win the next six games. I mean that's right, Memphis, that's Sacramento. Washington, San Antonio, Sacramento again, and then Orlando. Like they should go six and two, realistically. Isn't that interesting that this whole setup? That's really weird that they gave Zion a really easy schedule. Yeah, along with then and then they gave Damian Lillard the like really shitty schedule. Well, apparently it's just they played the next eight games that they would normally play, excluding the eight teams that didn't go. To the bubble, right? No, I'm just saying, like in general, the schedule that they gave the Pelicans is whatever kind of crazy. Whatever, yeah. Josh. You can't see me, but I'm wearing my tinfoil hat right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you think this is all for to get Zion in the playoffs? Yes. Well, they kind of admitted that, didn't they? A few weeks ago, yeah. didn't they? Literally, basically, come out and say, "Yeah, we're doing this format this way because it'd be good for TV." The Pelicans a chance, yeah. Cause and just to get, and just to kind of give you some, uh, like, uh, some reference and perspective on this, all of the other teams. So we talked about Portland schedule, the Pelican schedule. Memphis has to play Portland, San Antonio, New Orleans, 
Utah, OKC, Toronto, Boston, and Milwaukee. Pretty tough. Uh, the, and then the Suns have to play Washington, Dallas, the Clippers, the Pacers, the Heat, the Thunder, the Sixers, and the Mavs. Uh, the Spurs have to play Sacramento, Memphis, Philly, Denver, um, the Utah Jazz, the Pelicans, the Rockets, and then the Jazz again. So by far, the Pelicans have the easiest schedule. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not even close. So they have a decent shot. Now, as far as Portland, though, like you were talking about, um, they have an awful schedule. But I really think they're a really good team, and they're certainly better than Memphis. I think, and Memphis's schedule is equally as tough as Portland's. So, I don't know. I mean, you know, but it depends on on if the Blazers come out looking like the team that everyone expected them to be after the run they had in the playoffs last year, you know, before all the injuries hit and everything. If they come out looking right. like a team that could get to the Western Conference Finals, then, you know, I... I would favor them, like we've talked about. I would favor them over Memphis just because of. Well, I would favor them over Memphis, but I wouldn't favor them over the Pelicans. The Pelicans are only, um, they're not even they're not even a game. They're this, you know, the Trailblazers are ninth. The Pelicans are tenth um, in the standings as it sits now. They're both twenty one half twenty one and a half games behind first place. So, I you know, all the Pelicans have to do. It's win more games in the Blazers in the bubble, in yeah. these eight games, and then beat the Grizzlies twice. And I would definitely favor them over. The Gri- I, 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 all I'm saying to say, I'm saying all that to say this. I changed my mind. I don't think the Blazers will be the eight seed. I think the Pelicans will overtake the Grizzlies at the eight seed. That's my final prediction. Wow, I, I wouldn't be shocked because. Quite frankly, the whole setup was done with the intent of that to be exactly what happens. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> without getting um, to conspiracy theory, I mean, it's not even a conspiracy theory, though. Like I said, more or less said it. But, um, I, yeah, I can totally see that happening. And I wouldn't be mad at it. I mean, I think New Orleans is a very good team with a bright future if, um, if they're all their young stars can stay healthy and a first round matchup with them and uh, the Lakers would be super fun. I just don't think sure. it would be near as Portland versus the Lakers. I, I just, I'm, I'm, I got my fingers crossed for that personally. I, I agree with you, but make sure you wear your tinfoil hat when the, when the bubble starts. All right. <laughs> What's really uh, interesting is if, is if the Pelicans go to the playoffs and Zion is, well, I, there's been debate on him leading. I think you guys talked about it last week. Um, but uh, people will argue that Zion deserves Rookie of the Year. Oh, it's going to be Jaw. Yeah. I, I, I said the same thing, but they're not counting anything in the bubble. No, bubble. I know. I'm just saying the argument will be there. You know, well, here's the thing, too. Who, who's to say, who's to stop? I know they say you can't count what happens in the bubble. But who's to tell the voters? Like you can vote who you want to. So if you see fit to Have vote, they for already cast their ballots though. And well, I don't think vote? everyone has. Well, see, uh, that's that's what I was going to ask because it depends on when their votes have to be in for that. Because I know, I think this week they've been voting over the last couple of days for uh, the 
the all all NBA teams and all defensive teams and stuff. Yeah. Right, right. Did you see Bradley Bill was pissed? Did yeah. you see that whole yeah. drum? I don't uh, I don't know that I blame him. I mean, if that's yeah. really how it went down, yeah, I'd be kind of upset too. Um, yeah. So apparently Zach Lowe told him. Is that what happened? Zach Lowe told him that he had yeah, like, voted for him all NBA and then didn't? Yeah. Like two in phase. <laughs> we were on a podcast together and then turned around and didn't. Like, hmm. That's a. Wow. Yeah, that's shady. That's real shady. Yeah. Well, I okay. It. Um, um, okay. So, real quick, a couple of things we'll go over. Um, who is the, who to you guys, and this is completely subjective. Um, so, who do you think is the third most important math? Seth. Seth? You said Seth Curry? Yeah, yeah Seth Curry. Blake? Um, I'm going to be pretty basic and just say Tim Hardaway Jr. I mean, he, he took our team to a completely another level when he went into the starting lineup and essentially caught fire for the rest of the season. I mean, it, you know, can I say, can I any... say Tim slash Seth? You can. <laughs> Tim oh, and what Seth. What a cop out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I mean, he, it's true. He, he, no, that's he why plays, I changed my answer. He plays well, when he plays well with the two stars, we are, uh, arguably an elite team. We're very, very hard to beat and an all-time great offense, and he's a huge part of that. Um, he, he really is the Finley to their Dirk and Nash. You know, I mean, he talked at the beginning of the season about watching tape of those three together and trying to be like Michael Finley and see how he fit in with them, and, and a lot of people kind of, you know, sn- snickered at that when he said that, and ever since he got put into the starting lineup, he's averaging, I think, as a starter, over 17 points a game. And yeah. sh- shooting the the freaking lights out from three. I mean, um, he he's our third best player. So it's, I guess, you know, cliche or a cop out or you know whatever phrase you want to use to say he's our third most important player. But I I do believe that. I think when when he plays well, we're we're close to um, I don't want to say close to unbeatable. We're a very tough team to beat. So. I went back and forth between Tim Hardaway and Seth. And initially, I was going to say Hardaway, because like you said, that's he's the third leading scorer on the team. You know, he shot, like, I think 41% from three this year. And his, you know, like you said, when he's when he's knocking down shots, like, we're, we're a really hard team to beat. But I feel like Seth Curry, towards the second half of the season and, and onward, really caught fire and... I don't know where, and maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe I'm like looking too much into this, but it seems like Seth Curry over the last few months, you know, towards the end of the season, has become a player that is not just a catch and shoot guy. He seems like someone who can actually move the ball around really well. He, he he's passing better, even than when he was with Dallas, you know, a couple of years ago. It just mm-hmm. seems like he can do a lot more than just catch and shoot at this point. And Tim Hardaway, when you know, I I said this a few weeks ago that the more dribbles that Tim Hardaway takes, the lower his shooting percentage is. So he's really the epitome of a catch-and-shoot player. And I feel like Seth, you know, he can take a couple of dribbles and hit from mid-range. He can pass the ball well. He had a lot of, like, good alley-oops to uh, Porzingis this year. Uh, I I just – I feel like 
we look like a more complete team when Seth Curry is is playing well, more so than Tim Hardaway. I would I would agree with that to an extent. Um to the extent of that if Seth could unlock one more level of his game, it would take us possibly to the next level um, in the sense of – because he does have the ability. I've seen it since he was with us uh, the first stint a co- uh, two or three years ago. Um, he has a great ability to create his own shot and hit shots in the mid-range, um, hit floaters in the paint um, to run an offense. And I really wish that we would run stuff through him more and he would be more aggressive looking for his shot so that Luca could play off ball more. Because I think Luca is a better shooter when he plays off ball and it saves his energy. He expends a lot of energy um as dominating the ball. Fan. Yeah, because he he it's because of it's just the way he has to play because he's not in crazy explosive athlete he has to do a lot of maneuvering to get you know through defenses and get around guys and i mean granted when he gets to the basket he's almost unstoppable i mean he finishes (laughs) seemingly every time but it takes a lot out of him and and we've seen the last couple years already the toll it takes on him over the course of the season and i just think i don't know i think there'd be a, a really big benefit to giving if Seth would be more aggressive and giving him more offensive responsibilities and putting Luca off ball. So, um, right. I, that was a really roundabout way of, I guess me saying that, um, I agree with you to a large extent and I see what you're saying. I just, because he's not there yet, I guess it, it's hard for me to say he's more important than, uh, than, than Tim. I have a hot take. I don't know if it's hot, but I want to tell you that I think, Seth will average more points in the bubble than Tim Hardaway does. Ooh, I, that's that's a little steamy. Uh, I don't know. If, bit, I don't know. If it's hot. It's warm. It's, it's warm. <laughs> it's lukewarm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling the steam coming off of it. Okay, so I was going to ask you guys. So I was going to go over some. We talked about NBA awards on the last pod. I want to do kind of like Mavericks awards this time. And I have MVP written down that, to talk about. I think that's pretty – that's a given, 100%, yeah. that it would be Luca. Oh. If you have any disagreement, you can just hang up the phone now. And... Well, I just – I think that KP – I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not the worst answer you could you could have said. Yeah. I could have said Justin Jackson. I was really worried Blake was going to say Berea. I did. Did you not hear me? I said JJ when you said Luca. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Okay. So who's the sixth man? And that's that's kind of subjective because we've had so many uh, different starting lineups and stuff. Um, but really, I, I would think it would come down to Maxi or Seth. Well, well, I Seth's... think give Maxi defensive and then Seth sixth man. Well, Seth has been our starting point for most of the year, hasn't yeah. he? So. Uh, He's only started 20 games. Are you serious? Yeah, Seth's only started 20 games this year. And that was crazy to me, too. I looked it up before we started the pod, and 
because I was like, okay, who's who hasn't started many games? Seth mm-hmm. has started twenty games. Maxie has started twenty one games. That is some Mandela effect stuff right there. <laughs> the most starts together is Luca, Kristaps, Dorian, Dwight, and Tim. Okay. Well, I was prepared to give um, to give the six man to Brunson, even though he'd been hurt the last you know little bit of the season. But yeah, I guess. No, you know what? I'm giving it to Brunson. Yeah, I'm giving it. To <laughs> Fair enough. I'd have to give it to Seth, and I agree with Erica that I would give defensive player to Maxi or Dorian. I don't know. I I would give it to Maxi pretty much. With all due respect to Dorian, and I, I love him as a player. I really do. I, it's pretty unquestionable to me. you got to give it to Maxi, Even though there was, there was a period in the season where I thought KP should have been getting some defensive player of the year love for the way that he was playing defense. Oh, yeah, for and sure. There yeah. was a stretch there where he was as good as anyone in the league defensively. But Maxi, Maxi's one of the best defenders I've actually seen in my 14, uh, what, 15 years now of watching basketball. He, it, it's, it's incredible to, to me, for, for just for one example, the, the way he's able to defend when a player is coming to full speed at him, like in a one-on-one situation on a fast break, and he backpedals and lets the player come into his body and think they have the advantage and go up with the shot, and he's able to somehow recover and challenge the shot. I don't know. The, the stuff he's able to do like that is, is really pretty incredible. It's, it's, yeah. I've never seen anyone be able to do some of the things he does defensively. I, I agree with you. Um, you know, and the, really the game, the kind of the coming out party for him on that was like the game against the Pelicans when he yeah. locked up Zion. I mean, that was yeah. incredible. Yeah, we talked. I told you. Game. I thought that he uh, kind of threw his name into the ring for the or hat into the ring for. Was that my birthday game? I can't remember. What is it? Was that my birthday game? I don't know. When's your birthday? <laughs> October twenty fifth. No, it was later in the season than that. This yeah, was it like was. A- we did was. win that game though, and Luca got a triple double. Yeah, October 25th was at New Orleans. Oh, right, right. And Luca hit the game, or, like, pretty much the deck, backboard three. Right. But, anyways, uh, that's going to do it. I mean, that's pretty much everything. Um, I appreciate you guys coming on on such short notice. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, no problem. I'm going to, I've been up for 29 straight hours, so I'm going to go to sleep now. Okay, perfect. Sounds good, man. (laughs) Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna plug y'all's Twitter real quick. Everybody follow uh, at Blake Combs ninety six to to follow Blake and all his Bill Russell takes, and then also follow Erica at Super Duper twenty five. Is that right, guys? Yep. Super Duper twenty five. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. For having us, all right, Josh. guys. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for being on, guys. Y'all have a good night. Right. Thanks again for listening to the State of the League podcast. The next guest will be Lauren Gunn from the Blue Hardwood podcast to discuss the first round of games in the bubble. Hope you guys have a great day. Thanks for listening again.